As far back as I could remember, I always knew everyone in our government was a gangster. To me, there are no bigger criminals in the world than those in Congress or the President of the United States. Whenever they needed money, they just introduced new legislation and used it to rob the American taxpayers. To them, it was better than Citibank. They had an entire crew. There was Chucky Schumer and Nancy. and her protege, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and then there was the GOP leader in the Senate, Cocaine Mitch, and his guys, Luton Lindsey Graham and Romney No-Nuts. Then you had Danny Eyes, AKA Patch McCain. They had Joey Baby, who was Jill's husband. Everyone, I'm Jill Biden's husband. <clears throat> he was the front guy for the whole thing, but that was a big problem because he didn't know anything. No, you know the, you know the thing. And his number two, Kamal the Cackler. And then there was Joey Baby's health advisor. Dr. Tony Two-Times Fauci, who got that name because he made everyone do everything twice. One layer, you put another layer on it, put another layer on it. And his lady friend, Dr. Rachel Levin. See, for them, to live any other way was nuts. To them, those goody-goody people who worked two shitty jobs for bum paychecks and took the subway to work and worried about bills, they were dead. They were suckers. They had no balls. If these people wanted something, they just go take it. If anyone complained twice, they got canceled, called a racist, and were vaccinated and boosted so many times they never complained again. It was all just routine. You didn't even think about it. What's up? What's happening, everybody? Good people. Welcome to episode number 53, Thinking Logically. Joe, what's going on? We are 23 days from Pride Month and only two days away from the zombie apocalypse on our southern border. Joe, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Uh, Try to get away from it all the last two days. Started watching Ted Lasso, me and my wife. Um, Got through about a half episode on Sunday night, fell asleep. And watched five or six episodes yesterday, last night. Actually, a pretty good show. Yeah, uh, I heard season four is not that good. Are you guys on season one? We are on, I think, episode six or seven of season one, yeah. Okay, yeah. I like the first season, and I haven't watched season four yet. But just listened to a podcast this morning saying season four, not that great. Jump the shark, finally. Yeah. Uh, All right, so uh, we are, again, two days away from um, COVID officially being over worldwide. So that's cool. Congratulations, everybody. We we made it. It's coming to an end. 
And another thing coming. Not really. Hold on. Let me interrupt. Let me interrupt you. We got the whole World War One thing. You could still be shot in the closing minutes of of the COVID pandemic. Just like- <laughs> yes. Your history is on point because that did happen. Yeah. And that actually was in All Quiet on the Western Front. It came out on Netflix in October. What's he doing? Reaching for a butterfly and get shot. Yeah, something like that. And another thing coming to an end uh, along with that, Joe, it's Title 42. Hearing a lot about Title 42. This is a COVID-era, Trump-era border policy that we're going to talk about. And that's coming to an end. And we are already seeing thousands upon thousands of migrants amassing on the southern border of the United States. So, Joe, how do you want to start this episode off? I want to start it off with a question to everyone listening to you, to everyone. And the question is, are we back to where we started? Not as, as a nation, as a, as a country. What did our founding fathers fight against? They fought against a tyrannical government that was going after not only their political and religious beliefs, but their right to defend themselves. It was a government that wanted to impose greater control over its people without giving them any voice in the matter. Remember taxation without representation? And, and now, today, in 2023, we have a country without a proper border, just like we did in the mid-1700s with, with the Indians on the frontier. And once again, they want to disarm you. So I'll ask. Are we back to where we started from in 1776? Mark, what do you think? This is alarming. I mean, I'm happy to see that people are starting to sound the alarm here about Title 42 uh, ending in two days. And it's amazing to me that we still have this many people that want to be in the United States that want to come to the United States. Like, do you know what's going on here? Do you know what it's like? So how much, how much worse is it in the countries they're coming from? Latin America, South America, wherever they're coming from, mostly Latin America, Central America, Guatemala, Honduras, places like Nicaragua, that they have to come all the way through Mexico by foot in a caravan just to get to our Southern border. And, See Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. And I think we're probably going to get into this in a little bit. But he is shipping these migrants by bus. A lot of them up to sanctuary cities, Joe. Philadelphia, Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C. And the people there that endorse and vote for these liberal policies are going to feel the brunt of this. And when people begin to realize that, Joe, liberalism is a cannibalistic type of policy, a politic that will just eat something from the inside out, this is what we mean. You know, they're talking about, about over 4 million migrants might enter this country this year. That's more than the city of Chicago. That's more than some states. So... I mean, this just goes back to elections have consequences. This administration really doesn't have any interest in securing the border. So 
this is what you get. And I said it before, said it in the fall. If you're going to vote on one issue, it's got to be the, the southern border, got to be a border security. Apparently, that is not a priority to a lot of people. So that's about all I have to say. All right. Well, this is going to be a recurring question, I, I think, probably throughout the episode. And, and the reference to the, the, the mid-1700s with their border and the Indians crossing over and kidnapping colonists and, and killing colonists. And, and, and granted, I'm sure both sides were, were, were wrong. You, you have some that say, well, the colonists were on their territory. And I'll always say it's not like the Indians never fought wars before we landed, before England or anywhere, anyone landed over here. So it's just it's got that theme over and over again. It's like we're losing our borders. We're losing our right to defend ourselves. And we have a tyrannical government again. It's I don't know. And and the main tyrant, we'll move into we'll, tra- we'll transition right now into him. Joe Biden. This is from our boy clandestine on uh, on Twitter. And he says House Oversight Committee claiming they will produce bank documents providing criminality by, and I quote, the entire Biden family up to and including the president of the United States this Wednesday. And he's claiming it's going to be from, I don't know. It looks like Prevot, not private, Prevot. I'm guessing it's Ukrainian. Yep. Oh, surprise, surprise. So our president has his money possibly in a Ukrainian bank. And who have we been giving money to the last year? How many hundred, a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine? Like we've said, is this is this a hush payment by our president to the Ukrainians for something? And whatever happened with them biolabs? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, we have to re- we have to keep going with the thread here from clandestine. Oh, continue, continue on. I was going to go all the way to like five. Oh, okay. Do you want to do you want to read it? You, you're probably a better uh, reader okay. than I am. So <laughs> you're Come better. I'm more like <laughs> go ahead. Comer declares that they have evidence that Hunter Biden was acting as an unregistered foreign agent for multiple U.S. adversaries, exchanging policy decisions via Joe for money, pay-to-play, slash money laundering. I don't know what Comer claims to have, but I'm hoping it's Prevot Bank. Comer mentioned China as an example, but if the Oversight Committee truly looked into the Biden's money laundering network, they would have ended up in Ukraine. Biden feared Trump getting sophisticated enough, quote unquote, to understand where the money was going in Ukraine. I have no expectations, but the allegations are world altering if corroborated. If Comer produces what he claims, then the current commander in chief is acting on behalf of foreign adversaries, meaning Joe Biden is guilty for which the punishment is death. And and threat. This is almost as bad as those people that walked around in the Capitol. Yeah. And what did we hear Robert F. Kennedy say this week? That um, regarding Ukraine, he said that the United States went in and overthrew their government, which we they did, right, under yes, yes. Uh, Victoria Newland. And installed an anti-Russian government that was very aggressive toward Russia. So, what does Russia do in response? You see. So, I don't think that this is, you know, 
too hard to understand uh, when it's um, explained like that. But still, 30% of the people, Joe, just refuse to acknowledge what's going on or the magnitude of this happening. So, Yeah, well, this is something we're going to have to keep an eye on. Why? My question is, why would they tell them to wait and not indict him until Wednesday? It almost makes me think, like, wait a minute. They're going to indict they're going to indict Hunter Biden and then over something stupid, something not related to this. And then you're not going to be able to talk about it because it's a pending case and you're not going to really know what he's charged for, what goes under. And it's going to be a way to silence this for what, Mark, six, eight, 12 months longer. Yeah, I did hear that. Was that, I think it was Dan Bongino that actually uh, mentioned that. Yes. And he said that, well, if they indict Hunter Biden, that means you can't talk about it because it's a pending investigation. So does this all go away or is it just you're kicking the can down the road till after the election? I would probably lean toward that because you know how the Justice Department works, especially when you're talking about uh, powerful people like this, that they'll just delay and delay and delay. And they'll wait till the after the election until anything comes out about this. If he is indicted. Your thoughts. Don't forget. They have an ace up their sleeve. They never gave Joe Biden a cognitive test. So what they can do is they could arrest Hunter Biden, do whatever you want to do. Joe Biden can literally, if he wanted to, pardon him. And then they could, they could, all they have to do is say, you know what, you're taking a cognitive test now. And that's a reason to use the 25th Amendment or get him out of office or impeach him. Do you see why they save the cognitive test until now? I never thought about the pardoning of Hunter Biden. Uh, and honestly, okay, that that's his son. Like, is it wrong yet? No one, if it's my situation, if it's your situation, anyone's, I'm sure they would do the same for their son. But they're going to let him do that because it, it quiets the entire investigation to Hunter Biden because he's now pardoned for the crime. And then Joe's replaced. I'm not, I mean, this isn't conspiracy. He's never taken a cognitive test. And you have to ask why. And why all of a sudden now... Or left-wing mainstream media outlets talking about Joe Biden's dementia and his unfitness for office. It's worth asking. We're just two points sitting here talking about politics. Yeah. But that would definitely pardon our sons and daughters. I mean, we we absolutely would. So, and and especially how Joe has defended him. Um you know, over the last several months with everything he's been through and done uh, to destroy his family's name. So I don't know, Joe, um, this is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, <laughs> you know, supposedly these documents drop tomorrow. Um, you know, we, we, <laughs> we like to say nothing ever happens uh, with this stuff. Will this be the downfall uh, of Joe Biden's presidency. We shall see. All right, let's uh, let's let's move on to we got we got to cover the Dallas shooting. I think it literally happened as we were hopping off last last episode. Maybe uh, no, actually, was it over the weekend? I can't, I honestly can't yeah, remember. I think it was like Monday, maybe Sunday. Um. So that was just the first incident in Texas, or the second, I believe, incident in Texas, and it involved a gun, so it got way more media attention. And I'll just play a, 
again, I, I don't understand what their obsession is with only reporting on the guns and, and not anything else about the criminal. But I'll play a video from MSNBC about someone that was, I think, either a witness. Anywhere in the United States, it could happen to you. It could happen to you. Okay? And we're not immune from it. And last night I was processing a lot of emotions. I was heartbroken. Today I'm mad. Mental health didn't fire that gun. Okay? Those people were killed with bullets. I saw the bullets. Okay? That's what killed those kids. Maybe he had a mental health issue. Maybe it was treatable. But if that gun wasn't on the streets, he would, chances are he might not would have had access. Okay, remember that, everyone listening, remember that. Mental health didn't kill them. Got bullets dead. Okay, Re just remember that. And then I got to get to the, because it must have been another clip, but the guy said it was a fully automatic gun and no one should own them. So I just have to clear this up for everyone listening because I actually know and do my own research. First off, an AR-15 isn't fully automatic. No AR-15s are fully automatic. They don't even do select fire. It's one trigger pull, one bullet comes out. Release the trigger, pull it again, another bullet comes out. You can't legally buy a fully automatic weapon in this country without the tax stamps or I think a BATFE certification. I don't know how much it costs. It might only be a couple hundred. I, I always thought it was a couple thousand. Anyway, it's illegal to possess one that fires full auto or select fire. I don't agree with it at all, but it's the law we have on the books. But assuming the weapon he used was fully automatic, he possessed the weapon illegally. So what should we do? Pass more gun reform to make the full auto guns more illegal? Does, does it make sense to you, Mark? Well, my question to you is going to be, Joe. I'll say, what percentage of liberals, Joe, do you think they believe are an AR-15 stands for assault rifle? What percentage of liberals, Joe, do you think believe the AR stands for assault rifle? I I'm going to say... Over, over 50%, bro. I'm going to say over 50%. I'm going to say 51% I'm going to go with. 51? I'm going to say like 90. We'll probably believe that the AR stands for assault rifle. You know what it stands for, Joe? Armalite rifle. Armalite rifle. The company yeah. that developed in the 1950s. does not stand for assault rifle or automatic rifle. I'll give you one. You know how many militaries use the AR-15, Mark? Currently? I have no idea. None. <laughs> None. That would make it not a method of war, I guess. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not a select fire gun. It's, it's not. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's a sporting rifle with a bigger magazine. You could argue. something's gonna something's gonna happen, Joe, with this weapon in particular because they keep this particular gun seems to be the gun that's creating a lot of these mass casualty events, these mass shootings. So I think that you might see this be banned uh in certain states if it isn't already if they they can do it all they want but what's going to happen is it's going to go it's it, it'll be banned for a few months maybe a year till it goes to the courts and they're going to slap it down even if it goes to the supreme court they're slapping it down because in the 17 1800s you were literally able to own your own freaking battleship if you wanted to or, or a gatling gun or a cannon i'm not saying i'm for that now but there's the the issue isn't the guns because we had way more people had access to guns 70 years ago than they did today. And we didn't have this. So clearly it's something with the medications everyone is on or something wrong with our society or it is mental illness. I, why no one wants to have that discussion? I don't know. But moving on further into this, this is from the Washington Post. 
The gunman who opened fire on an outlet mall in Dallas suburbs Saturday, killing at least eight people, was a man in his early 30s who may have had white supremacist or neo-Nazi beliefs. People familiar with the investigation say on Sunday. This is absolutely amazing. Mark, a Hispanic white supremacist. Remember when they tried this shit with George Zimmerman? I mean, CNN even edited the 911 call. It, it's, it's amazing. They know everything about this Hispanic white supremacist already, yet we're still waiting on that manifesto that was already written from the national shooter. You know what I want to know? Again, what medications, if any, he was on, and if he had any contact in the last year or two with any one of our three-letter agencies, like the FBI or CIA, that'd be refreshing to know. You bring Mark? up good points. I mean, yeah. these, are all, these are all worth talking about, and we don't hear anyone ever mention this stuff because the media and our government is controlled by who, Joe? Big Pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, you know, all these companies, Merck. You can just go on and on and on about it. But, you know, uh, it, it's sad that this keeps happening. I don't think it is the guns either. Um, but about the mental health uh, crisis we have in our country and what these medications can do to people, especially if you're on them long enough. I don't know. Yeah, they, just, they, just, they deal these out willy nilly. I mean, they yeah. deal these out willy nilly to people. You brought up an interesting point. The people had more access to guns 60, 70 years ago, yet we didn't have these problems. You know, I just think it's a it's a it's a reflection of our culture and society as a whole. I, you know, it's it's sad that this is we're getting where these are things are happening once a week. I mean, anybody could walk into anywhere at any time and, and do something like this. But yet we don't. We shouldn't have to worry about this. This doesn't go on in other countries. You know, I, mean, I remember Jack Posobiec just saying something this week about, you know, showing uh, a little bit off topic. You're showing a clip from a, a subway in Poland. Everyone's sitting there orderly. Um, you know, no, there's no graffiti. It was clean, you know, and then he was comparing that to the subway in New York City over this whole Jordan Neely thing, you know, talking about that and just how filthy and, and disgusting and dangerous the New York subway system can be. So, other countries don't have the same problems we we do um and variety of reasons why uh, and you could just pick one but yeah so that's all i have to say about that look i I did the research i went back and looked and you will you will find someone that brought a gun to school in maybe the 50s or 60s or maybe even like the 1800s and killed another student or killed a teacher but that was like a personal vendetta it wasn't a mass shooting where he shot the school so what's happening 50 or 100 years later where this is happening literally a couple times a year? Sometimes it doesn't. It's, and then every time, they're always known to the FBI or the CIA, and, and you never get a manifesto. You never get any information. It's just washed out of the news. Bye-bye. Gun control legislation. Let's pass. We, have to, we have to pass it in the name of these children that were killed. And anyone that talks about it, like Sandy Hook, Alex Jones, you'll be sued to death. All right, let's... Yeah. let's did you see the tattoos of this guy? No. I mean, he legitimately, if it is the same guy, because you can't see his head, um, he has like the, the tattoo with SS and an 88, which I believe is the eight letter H in the alphabet, the eighth letter. So that's how Hitler 
supposed to mean or something like that. Um, I denounce white supremacy, by the way. Um, but a Hispanic man, th- this is like a Chappelle skit show. show skit. The, a, a Hispanic man with Nazi tattoos. And Mark, if you, if you, if you could find the picture, I should have put it on the sheet. Why in the hell do the tattoos look so fresh? It looks like there's Andy freaking Whitman on the one. Like he just got them. And in closing, and then we'll move on to, uh, you could say your piece and we'll move on to the other mass killing. Aren't there Nazis in Ukraine? Uh, you tried telling people that months ago. And I don't think anyone wanted to believe you. I think there are. Yeah, they're definitely. The Azov Battalion, and we saw the black sun on the on the back of that banner when I think it was the, oh, I forget, the leader of the country was meeting with Zelensky. I don't want to say it, it was in Belarus. It was, it was another country that was over there. And there was the black sun, which is a Nazi sim- symbol in the background. Didn't the Buffalo shooter from last year have a black sun on his body armor? I believe he did. You could look that up. Guarantee you he did. So. Interesting. But it's, it's, it's not the mental illness. Remember, it's the guns. But I'll raise a question to you guys. Listen, is it the cars? Because, and Mark, I don't suggest you looking up the video because it is, it is bad. You have people laying on the streets with missing legs, broken in half. I almost threw up. It, 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 was, it, was, it was so bad that it actually looked like it was almost staged. But footage has emerged of a driver in Brownsville, Texas, being arrested after plowing into a group of alleged migrants at a bus stop. And the death toll is up to eight now. It's the same number that was in Dallas. So, um, but one used a gun, the other a car. Both are weapons. And this is coming from Erin um, Elizabeth, and she is at Unhealthy Truth on Twitter. And she makes a great point. Is it the vehicles? Mark, we saw this in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Um, is it the vehicles? Do we need to put a ban or, or do we need to do car control or a ban on cars? Again, anyone could do this at any time, anywhere. And that's the scary thing. And, you know, you have a country that is completely uh, over-medicated, uh, especially when it comes to things like painkillers, uh, antidepressants, things like that, things that can actually alter your brain and how you behave, how you act. I mean, what happened to our country, Joe? I mean, uh, like, it's just, this didn't happen overnight. This is little by little, Joe, over years and over decades, where you were, you got to the point now where we are at today. We are back to where we started from, Mark. I told you, it's like the 1700s. So you see this guy who's probably an immigrant himself, which I'll raise that question later. And you ask yourself, this is like the colonists and the Indians on the border in the 1700s. There is bloodshed. And there are people suffering. Yeah. And it's because we don't have a defined border. Eventually, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, these are how things like this, this is how countries come to lose their identity. Uh, it's basically, you know, a cancer that's work, working away in from the inside out. Or in this case, from the outside in. But you know what I'm saying when I'm uh, with that figure of speech. But, uh it's just it's just crazy the, the the situation we're in right now uh overall as a country and i wish you know things it wasn't always this way you know but 
like uh, like some other guys say, you got to move out of cities, get out of cities. All right, if you if you're listening, you live in a city, get out of cities. All right, get out to the suburbs. Um, move to red states, or in Pennsylvania's case, purple state. Um, but uh, the first step is getting out of cities and getting out into the suburbs, where you know you don't have to deal with a lot of these things, and life is better out in the suburbs, at least uh, for the most part. Um, you know, when you don't deal with everything that happens, especially in these democratic run cities in the Northeast. But that's my two cents. All right. So for anyone, you know, anyone listening about this, this vehicle assault, assault with a deadly vehicle, I don't even want to make jokes about it because you, you have to watch it. It's, it's horrific. If you have the stomach, I suggest going on Twitter and just, just finding it. But I question, was this done on purpose? Why? I mean, was this a cartel member? He didn't use a gun. He used a vehicle. So, like I said, do we need car control? Why isn't any politician asking for that? I mean, out of, out of over 500, statistically, you'd think there'd be one. John Fetterman, if he would stand up and call for car control right now, I'd actually, I'd actually tip my freaking hat on. So, I'll say it again. They are blaming guns and using the media to push gun control for a reason. Ask yourself as a free-thinking adult, why on earth your own government would all of a sudden want to disarm you before truth comes out about what's been going on for the last four years? Hell, maybe the last 40 years. We don't know. <sighs> the sheeple people got to wake up, Mark. I mean, we could sit here and talk about this stuff till we're blue in the face. Sad thing is, Joe, and it's still going to get 30 to 40% of people that refuse to have their eyes opened and that will vote for them no matter who is in no matter who's running thing for them i don't know what we could do to change it to to be out here talking about these things and and trying to convince people that liberalism and candidates who embrace have a liberal ideology complete and utter cancer to this great country. Do you think anyone listening right now even realizes that this whole thing, we're about 30 minutes in, we've talked about nothing but a white supremacist shooter from the news, and the only guy that we've covered that actually is white is Joe Biden, 30 minutes in. It's all been, it's all been Hispanic white supremacists with Nazi tattoos. Yeah. So it's 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 amazing how some people can't, can't just see it and say, wait a minute. They are lying right to my face. I'm offended. Right. But all right, let's move on to uh, let's keep it in the racial realm here and move on to um, update on the Jordan. Uh, what is it? Jordan Neely. Jordan Neely. Yeah. Jordan Neely update. So this is from Stephen L. Miller. I think this was on Friday or Saturday. Stephen L. Miller at Red Steez on Twitter. Actually, a. Very hilarious account to follow. Very, very good. Very good. He has a video of um, New York City subway riders. They're, they're protesting. They're not letting anyone off the train. And the guy trying to get off the train is a black guy trying to get to work. And there's there's white people not letting him off. So Stephen Miller comments, in case it's not clear, here are white protesters screaming at a black man who said he's just trying to get to work. <laughs> and I can play the video. It's... 
he tries to flag a cop down and say, sir, I'm trying to get to work. And cop says, nothing I can do. Cop is also black. Race matters. And they just, they won't let this poor guy trying to get to work off the train. And that's where we are now. Um, but also, I think the new video emerge. Um, I can't see it because I'm not logged into Twitter, but new video did emerge of uh, who was the person that choked him? I can't, I can't recall his name. Anyway, he was putting him in the recovery position after choking him out. Now, did it do any good for him after? Was he dead already? I don't know, but it shows he didn't, I don't think, intend to kill him. Did he die as a result? Yes. But this is this is going to be a tough case. Honestly, Mark, I think this dude might get, might get hung out to dry. And, and Daniel Penny? Is that his name? Yeah. I, I, the only thing that could save him is the fact that how many people ride the subway to work every day and are miserable because of, of crime and stuff like that? I don't know. I don't live in New York City. I can't comment. The, maybe one or two people on the jury can, can, can hold out and say, I, I, I kind of see what the dude was saying. But this dude can be screwed. Yeah. Be, this guy should be definitely be worried uh, about his future and spending some time in prison. You know, Joe, I, I, this is more of a rhetorical question, but why is the New York subway system the way it is? I mean, we see pictures from different countries, Japan, Poland, other countries that utilize metros and, and whatnot. You don't see just the total chaos in these places, the filth, the shit, the people, the homelessness on these metros, these subways, as you do in New York City. Why can't New York City be subway system be a, a just a, a normal place to catch a ride going from point A to point B? Someone uh, oddly enough, I, I have an answer for you. I've actually, believe it or not, done a ton of research specifically in that area of the New York City and why it's like that. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. Okay, so after years and years of research, I've come to the conclusion it's because they launder all the money away and don't put anything towards transportation in the city or anywhere in the country. Ooh, that it's would be a simple. good reason. No money goes into the New York City subway system. Anytime there's a new subway being built or a new tunnel, you ever notice it takes 10 years and it never gets freaking built? Look at California. Yeah. It's everywhere across the country. It's because they take the, the money and they launder it away. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny, but it's like, uh, we are getting screwed here. And these people that live in these cities continue to vote Democrat time and time. <sighs> Republican chance. I mean, we see uh, this race coming up here in Pittsburgh uh, on Tuesday. Heated primary battle, Joe, for Allegheny County Executive. I think six people vying for Democratic, a.k.a. de facto uh, uh, champion of this race. And, you know, uh, the leading... The, the 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 girl that's leading in the polls, girl woman, she's like thirty seven, little bit, uh, you know, late thirties, mid to late thirties, is a progressive liberal state representative from Pittsburgh, and she is leading uh, two establishment Democrats from Allegheny County that uh, have prominent names, yet she is the one leading in the polls right now as we head into Tuesday. So why that is, I don't know. Uh, but we're going to find out which way Allegheny County is going to vote Tuesday. 
And I will not be voting in that because I am now a registered Republican. Question. Do you think it makes it harder to cheat when there's the more candidates there are in the in the race? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, you, I, have, you, I, still, I, you have the mail-in votes, so. I feel like the Dem machine is, it wants to pick their winner still even in the primary. Like, I, I'm guessing they're probably not going to want this girl in, so. Yeah, well, Allegheny County uh, current executive, Rich Fitzgerald, endorsed current county controller Michael Lamb. Uh, yeah, I, probably, I think, related to Connor Lamb. Uh, I think, I'm not sure how they're related, but I, I'm almost positive they are related. That's a big name in Allegheny County politics. And the other uh, top candidate is a guy by the name of John Weinstein, whose father is a, uh, uh, you know, he's in his mid-80s. He's a uh, prominent Democrat here in the western suburbs uh, here in Allegheny County. And he has amassed a, a war chest of over like $2 million. And uh, he currently works in uh, Allegheny County as well. So these two guys are vying to beat the he's leading the polls now, Sarah Inamorado, uh, who is a progressive liberal representative represent uh, I forget what district in the city. So has become such a bastion for liberal and progressive Democrats in politics that it's almost impossible to overcome uh the people that vote in the city um it's just i don't know how pittsburgh turned made this extreme turn left you know but that's what they get yeah so we'll report back this. Next again to raise the question from from the episode are we back to where we started because it's almost like the country is run by political, powerful, just families. The, take it the, the, the local level, take it the national level with people like the Bushes and the Clintons. It's the same thing as the 1700s. Yeah. Same thing. You got a couple dozen, a couple, a few dozen family members. Uh, I mean, what goes on uh, on a county or local level, Joe? Think about it probably pales in comparison to what happens on the state and national level in terms of the wheeling and dealing in the uh, corruption that exists. It's got to be just things that we probably can't even imagine. No, no. And then, and then you talk about the Bushes and the Clintons and the Bidens and the Obamas and all these people. And, and that's just scratching the surface. So, yeah, uh, let's talk. Let's move to Major League Baseball. This okay, we seem to be covering that... lots, lots of stories like this, Mark. You sent yeah. this to me, and I just said, oh, no. So, go ahead. <laughs> All right, this is – I think it was the Oakland Athletics game. Uh, this, is, this is their play-by-play guy, Glenn Cooper, and he, he just uh, – he made a mental error, to say the least. Day today, Major League Museum and Arthur Bryant's barbecue. Uh, that's painful. Uh, his career is going, going gone. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm serious though. Okay, he's suspended for forever. I think, right? Yeah, he's suspended definitely after using racial slur. Is the the headline from CNN? I'll read the CNN headline one more time in case I went too fast. 
Oakland Athletics announcer suspended indefinitely after using racial slur. He misspoke. I, I Mark, not to quote Ray Epps, but I don't even want to say it because I'll go to jail. <laughs> but I think I know, like, I think he was trying to say Negro League Museum, and it just all ran together. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to uh... – yeah, we, we, we know what he was trying to say, but it came out in a way that he didn't deny it. He didn't deny saying it. I mean, this is going back. This is even worse than way worse than Barstool Mincy. So uh, much worse. Getting Both fired. Intentional. For, yeah. This is just I mean, there's just no room for this in our society. Um, and this guy probably deserves to be suspended because he, he you know, he said what he said. I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate. Number one, I'm going to hate on CNN because of the way they titled their article. Number two, uh, okay, maybe have a talk to him. Maybe try to make sure he, he isn't an undercover Klansman. But at the end of the day, this guy misspoke, and it's going to probably cost him his maybe his house, probably his career. Yeah. If, if he bought anything, maybe he has some credit cards. Maybe he just had a kid or two. And his life is now over, and he has to search for probably an entire new career because who's going to hire a person that pulled a Randy Marsh on Wheel of Fortune at a baseball game? <laughs> I, I feel bad for the guy. Honestly, I should he be suspended? Honestly, no, I don't think. Like, it's at the end of the day, he misspoke, and it's a word. It's a very offensive word, but when you have it all over, Certain songs, certain rap, certain everything, and certain people are privileged and they're allowed to say it without without any rep. Uh, play an NFL game. What do you hear on the field? Okay. Watch an NBA game. What do you hear on the court? It's it's and for a guy to mistakenly say the word as he's trying to say the word Negro League Museum, and I don't know if he's getting spent with pay or not, but for for him to possibly have his entire life ruined for a mental flub. I, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's just that's a lot for me. I, I I don't like what he said, but at the end of the day, we are being robbed every day. All of our money is being sent to Ukraine. Title forty two, and we will be more focused on this. So when so, when someone says a racial slur, than anything else. So it's just it's sad, but yep. So all right, all right. Uh, let's let's move on to the story here. Title forty two, Joe. Yeah. So story of the week. Story. It could be the story of the year. It could be the story of the 2024 election. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what we have to do to convince. How can Joe? I just don't understand how some of these border down in Texas and Arizona voted Democrat. Help make it make sense. I I don't know. Honestly, the the only thing I could think of is. It, they, they gotta be cheating. They gotta be cheating, or they're getting kickbacks for something. Or it makes no sense. You're suffering. Uh, it's a disaster down there, and it's across three states, three huge states that are the size of some European nations. Why would why would they want illegal migrants overrunning their border, and it and just leeching off the taxpayers of this country? Oh my gosh! I can't believe this is this is the situation we're in. But you have some you have some good thoughts here on Title Forty Two and why they're not extending it. Well, 
I can tell you right now why he can't extend it. Biden. He has no choice but to let it expire. What What is he going to do? What, is he going to extend it and then face a question, although the report was not a question, but it'll be pretty obvious, and have to say that Trump was basically right about the border. He's so he'll no, he's not going to extend it. I don't know what they're going to do, but this is a giant disaster. And it's not like you should be surprised if you voted for Biden that all of a sudden this is happening at the border, because I'll take you back to 2019. I believe it was a primary debate. This is from Raheem Kassam on Twitter. And Joe Biden stood on the debate stage and said he would encourage a massive border search. And here we are. I would, in fact, make sure that is we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. Mark, let me ask you a question. Well, I, 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 I see what Joe's saying there. That a person that is a rapist or a pedophile or a murderer, should they be allowed to cross over the border and be welcomed over here? <laughs> That's the problem. That's the problem with a lot of these migrants, Joe, is that no one knows who they are. I mean, for the most part, they're undocumented. Uh, no one's doing background checks on these people. I mean, you could theoretically, theoretically now, have people from the Middle East come over in these caravans, um, you know, whether they be, you know, uh, terror cells or whatever. Quite easily. So whether that happens or not remains to be seen, but it's extremely, extremely feasible for something like this to happen. This is interesting because I'm also I, I, I heard I heard there was actually a, a lot of Chinese military age men. I'm granted they're not wearing uniforms, but who's to say who the hell they really are? Found down at the border. And there's an article, I don't know where this is from, this is Asia Times or something. Chinese migrants use social media tips on trek to US Mexico border. So again, we have an entire invasion across our southern border with countries people from countries that we not, might not be friendly to, we actually might be at war with very soon. Why would they want to become here that, like that? I mean, I could think of a lot of reasons. Some of them are very, very, very bad. Some of them are just like they're trying to get away from communism, but they could be trying to come here to spread communism at this point. You don't know. I'm just saying, devil's advocate, if you want to come here from China, you can come here from China. You don't need to go across the, the southern border of Mexico to do so. Very good point. Very good point. So, talk about Greg Abbott uh, and what he's doing down there, Joe. Do you have anything uh, pulled up related to Greg Abbott? And uh, I know he has game wardens, um, Texas National Guard, elite units from the Texas National Guard. Uh, talk about surging the border. Greg Abbott's surging the border with uh, armed forces from Texas. And they're also preparing to – they got the buses too, I guess – they're preparing to bus fly. I don't know, but like you said, they're all going to. I think New York City, Chicago, uh, Philadelphia, jeez, in Washington D.C. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks to sanctuary cities. Yeah, and so. and and they are calling Greg Abbott. This is they started saying this is racist. What he's doing? Why would that be racist? I I, I, I have no idea. Honestly, we've. 
everything in this country. That's what they attack you for. It's almost like the cold open. The cold open was the, the truest cold open I think I've ever done. And the fact that that's exactly what it's like. It's like Goodfellas. It's exactly like that. We're being robbed exactly like freaking Goodfellas. Our country is the restaurant, and we invited these people in to be business partners, and now they are just draining us, draining us. Yeah. And it starts at the border. It starts everywhere. How could – look, what's going on here at this border is only – it's going to get 10 times worse in about two days, and it's going to get worse every single day after that. And you're going to – it's going to be a third world country down there. Thank God we are so far away. But you got you to gotta be prepared because we're not getting any help. They're sending them to our state as well. Yeah. So um... – in regards to Greg Abbott, this is from the NBC affiliate in Dallas-Fort Worth. In the past few weeks, U.S. Customs and Border Protection officials have been facilitating these expulsions three times a day, as roughly 30, mostly from Venezuela, have entered the U.S. in this region since mid-April. As compared with the 1,700 migrants Border Patrol agents encountered in the first two weeks of April. Just in, like, one, one area. So Greg Abbott uh, announced a new National Guard unit, the Texas Tactical Border Force. Sounds like the uh, Texas Rangers would be deployed to hotspots along the U.S.-Mexico border. What they want these people to do is if you are coming to this country, you need to come. There are 28, I think I read, spots along the border where you can enter the country legally. And that's what they are trying to to do here, is saying, if you're going to come, then enter legally. Um, it is a felony to enter to illegally enter Texas from Mexico. Um, they have a, I think they're trying to impose some new laws that would uh, mandate a 10-year minimum jail sentence for people who are smuggling uh, in the state of Texas. So he's trying to protect the border. He has the biggest border uh, in, in in the country, obviously. I'm surprised they're not sending a lot of these migrants to California, Joe, to places like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Um, talk about, I mean, Gavin Newsom wants all these people in, in the state, uh, which is insane. But um, this is what they're doing down in Texas. You know, they are trying to prepare themselves for this because they're going to get overwhelmed. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So. Don't forget, we have a government, I don't know about a government shutdown. We have the debt ceiling coming up. Are we going to be able to pay these people to defend the border in a few weeks, Mark? Yeah. I hope so. That's a good point. Uh, we'll be getting back pay. If yeah. so. I'm sure. But this is, this, is, this is happening in two days. And there is no help on the way. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they just going to just let these people just come into the country illegally? I hope they have some kind of plan. It sounds like it sounds like Abbott does. I don't know if the federal aspect really has a plan or if it's even a good plan. I wonder what Katie Hobbs is doing. Letting them in. <laughs> Katie Hobbs, I'm gonna Google Katie Hobbs title forty two. All right. Yeah, just come on in. All you gotta do is give a signature verification and you can come right in. Uh, this is from Axios. Hobbs outlines plans for Title 42 and, but many details still unclear. 
boy, this doesn't look like her at all. She's um, so yeah, like you said, they can't they can't extend Title Forty Two because they would admit the Trump was was right because we did have a very border while he was in office. It's like they want chaos to happen in this country. Like they 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 thrive on it. Uh. So, all right, Joe. What's next? All right. Uh, I know this is this is the topic you hate the most, but I think actually I love it the most. Back on to COVID, the CDC director Rachel Rochelle Walensky is out. Um, let's play a little clip of her. This is from Gaina Fauci on, uh, on Twitter, and. We're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now to the latest on the pandemic. Rochelle Walensky, director of the CDC, has tested positive for COVID. Officials say Walensky tested positive last night and is experiencing mild symptoms. She is up to date on all of her vaccinations. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't don't get sick. Vaccinated. In a in a more normal world, with logical thinking, she would have been fired a long, long time ago. Probably, probably on her hospital bed when she got COVID. Yeah. Rochelle Walensky. Do you have any closing words for? I, I feel like this is like at the end of The Sopranos, like the, the last season, where you're seeing like all these people just get whacked every episode and every. Every week, someone else is getting whacked. They just had terrible, terrible, terrible things for the past three years. Uh, Well, uh, again, this is ending on uh, this is ending on uh, on Tuesday. COVID, the COVID, uh, COVID emergency. So they could end it today. They could say, "Hey, it's over." But for some reason, back to back to nineteen eighteen over here. All right, let's speaking let's, of COVID, uh, COVID. Mark, do you remember when I told people this in like May or June or July of 2020 and people looked at me like I was crazy? Yes, I did. I, I said, I looked at you like you were crazy. Yeah, a lot of people did. I said, don't, don't take the COVID test, especially if you're not sick. They may make you sick for all we know. And sure enough, May 5th, 2023, an article comes out more than 500,000 COVID tests test kits recall because of bacteria contamination the fda says now number one can we trust the fda to tell us the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth or to just give us half truths so i'm not questioning whether there was bacteria on these tests i'm questioning whether or not it was intentional and why all of a sudden they found it now the day covid's about to end mark is this weird I never thought that this would, that this is something like this would be real, but you're right. I mean, I tell you all the time, you were right about a lot, a lot more stuff that is, as time goes on here, but how could these tests be contaminated with bacteria? Maybe because they were made in China for the most part. That's my first thought. Was it, it still, it, it doesn't eliminate the question on whether or not it was on purpose though. So that question right. still stands. You, you, they'll never get out of this one. If I were you, honestly, I would not want to defend this position because this is this is not only this is murder. This is like you shut down the entire country 
I've always said they used a faulty test that doesn't test for nothing. And now maybe it actually gave you COVID. This is insanity. <laughs> I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, people listening are probably like, you're, you're crazy. But look, I mean, look, this is, this is, this is, a, a, this is a fact. Did, did, anyone get recall. Bac- did anyone get bacteria and bacterial infection from these tests? Can we get any stats on them? And then can we compare them with the symptoms? 500. Is- you could test like 150 liberals with that many tests. <laughs> oh, man. All right. What do we got here on the Bills punter? Oh, Okay. So this is this is another one where when it first broke, I was like, you know what, they're they're, they're canceling this guy too soon. Um, it was a Bills punter Matt Arazia. He was accused, if you remember last year, of gang raped by by a woman. Apparently, him and I, I believe a couple other college teammates or roommates or friends supposedly gang raped this woman. Um, but evidence now proves that he wasn't even in the house when the woman alleges that he raped her. And that she was having consensual sex with actually several dudes that night. Now, when, when it first came out, they immediately dropped this guy without even giving him a chance to defend himself. And he never got a chance to defend himself um, until all the evidence came out and it was clear that this guy's innocent. Um, as far as the woman, whatever, I mean, people get drunk, make terrible decisions. Uh, I, I don't want to say anything like that. But this guy's life, is he going to get his old rookie contract back? Is he going to get anything out of this? What what happens to him now? I mean, I, I would you want to sign him still if you're an NFL team? I didn't see this. I remember this happened, but I didn't see that the fact that evidence was now proven he was on in the house. Can you imagine when this happened? I mean, when, when he got cut, you had to have been yeah. like, I wasn't even there. Yeah. I, it doesn't matter. Your life's can't. And, and notice how you said you didn't even hear that. <clears throat> you didn't even hear about this. But you heard whenever he supposedly raped the girl, gang raped the girl. Everyone heard about it then. No one's going to hear about the vindication, though, for him. Yeah. <clears throat> Prosecutor said the footage from the cell phone did not suggest any forced behavior. So she was just, this is all consensual. It, it sounds to me, because you know how the newspapers can doctor words. It sounds to me like video evidence proves that he didn't rape the girl. Yeah, he wasn't even there. Yeah. Again, it doesn't matter. Your life doesn't matter. You are we back to where we started from? Because has in in the country I grew up in, it was guilty until proven innocent. Now, and, and rape's a tough thing. Don't get me wrong. I could I, I can't fault the Bills for like for dropping him immediately, but at least give him the chance to defend himself. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, the Steelers need need. We could use a punter. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that baggage? That, like I said, I feel bad for the guy. He didn't do anything wrong. And it's like th- that story is going to follow him everywhere now. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, so we begin to wrap up here. What else we got? Okay. So we this have, uh, a trans penis. Yeah, I, I don't know how else to title this one. So this is a judge in Ohio has acquitted a trans person of indecent exposure after agreeing with the defense that Darren, in quotations, is female name, Rachel Gilness, is too obese in her for her genitals to be seen. 
Gilness was accused of exposing her male genitalia in a women's locker room at the YMCA. But again, because it was so small and unable to be seen, she um, she was she was found not guilty. Wow. Yeah, I I saw this, and I thought you saw the was, I, I thought it was a joke, but clearly it's not. Uh, no, this is this is where we are. How how did we get here? This is this guy gets off, <laughs> and this isn't the first time. This is the first time it's happened. We 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 had that other. Uh, I think that was in California. Where not that race matters, but a, a white guy was exposing his genitalia in the female's locker room in front of a black woman and her daughter or granddaughter, and they threw the woman out. Uh, yeah, amazing. Right, I had something to uh, say. I had something else to say, but I'm gonna hold off on that. Okay. All right. Don't be afraid, Mark. But <laughs> all right. Now moving on to the South Park. Uh, because we're living in, in 2020 is another episode of South Park. So anti-trans UFC star who, who offered to fight 10 transgender men in a row has his challenge taken up by a furious wrestler who promises to wipe the floor with him. Oh my God. A Texas transgender wrestler has accepted the challenge. So this is Jake Shields. Um, he recently challenged 10 trans male fighters to face him without a break in between the fights, mind you. Um, and a wrestler, apparently, Mark Beggs, has answered the call um, and said that he will quote-unquote F up the former world title contender. Um, Mark, how much would you pay to see this? So, this transgender person, the trans wrestler, this looks like a biological male. Or is it a yeah. biological female? Because there is something there in, down below. Yeah, I don't know if it was, if it was a wiener that was a vagina that turned into a wiener. I I, I don't know. I, I, the fact that I'm actually just looking to do this crotch right now because you told me to is making me question a yeah. lot about myself. But <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say he looks like a dude. He looks like a dude. He looks like a dude. Stack the deck against hate. <laughs> oh man. What are we supposed to say? Like, how else are we going to cover this? Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think, like, like when we watch, like, Ron Burgundy and stuff like that, how, like, that made me always, like, want to be, like, a news person because the way he delivered news. and fun. He he wouldn't be able to even take some of these headlines. It's almost like you're watching the film Anchorman. Joe, this is so far from anything that we've known you know our entire lives this is so far off the spectrum that it's just hard to hard to wrap your head around that these are the things we're talking about it's crazy man in in again yeah yeah we are 23 days from an onslaught of of this type of stuff happening in, in you think it's in your face now? Wait till wait till June first starts. Wait till oh, June yeah. first starts. The t- yes, the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Yeah. All right. Uh-
come back Friday with disclose and yeah, let's uh, let's do disclose and then we gotta okay. congratulate someone and I think we have a this day in history. Okay. Let's pull up disclose. Musk accuses popular U.S. mainstream newspapers of massive public manipulation. Uh, this is basically in, in, in response to this uh, account called The Rabbit Hole. Showing a uh, frequency of terms used in the New York Times, L.A. Times, Washington Post, and Wall Street Journal. And ever since around 2012-2013, Joe, we have seen an uptick in the words racist, racist, and racism used in those four publications. Just to give you an example, the New York Times, between 2010 and 2020, had a 712% increase in, those, in, the, in the words racist, racists, and racism in their newspaper. LA Times, 756% increase. Washington Post, 361%. Wall Street Journal, 468% increase. Well, yeah, Mark, we have white Hispanic Nazis now in 2023. No wonder there's an uptick. Yeah. The same trends are for the same of the words homophobia and homophobic, uh, Islamophobia and Islamophobic, anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic, transphobia and transphobic, by far the largest percentage of increases in the thousands, and sexism, sexist, and misogyny. And the post says, if legacy media is going to shove bigotry porn down our throats, it should at least do so in an honest manner so people have an accurate understanding of racial dynamics. Time and time again, legacy media has failed to do just that. Legacy media meeting, the New York Times, LA Times Journal. Elon Musk responds to this tweet and says, massive public manipulation. Yeah. Also, uh, this is from today. 1.2 billion in weapons to Ukraine. Why not just take it out of Biden's private bank account? Yeah, you know what I mean. Sick of this yet? Are you guys sick of this yet? Pakistan's former prime minister Imran arrested by paramilitary forces outside Islamabad. Was it for a illegal COVID certificate or something? I'd like to know what it was. Yeah, corruption. They said. Uh, Texas is preparing to send thousands more immigrants to New York, Chicago, and other sanctuary cities in the case. Good. Good. Stream of migrants enters Texas before Title 42 expiration. That was as of yesterday. Send them all to D.C. D.C. should be the only place they actually freaking yeah. go because you're just screwing over other American people. Not every one of these cities votes blue. They should go to D.C. I agree. Democratic White House contender Robert Kennedy Jr. blames the CIA for the assassination of his uncle, President John F. Kennedy. Dude, this guy is going to be a red pill factory. He should change his, honestly, his name to just red pill pharmaceuticals or something because that, that, wow. Wow. He, imagine saying that in the debate and then Biden's yeah. the one that won't release the fucking CIA records. Well, they came out and said that they're, I forget who it was. It was somebody uh, high up in the DNC said they will not debate. There will be no debates and no challengers to the leader of the Democratic Party, Joseph. Robin at Biden. 
Look, they could say it all they want, but you're going to have people. It's you're you're going to lose the Democratic Party because you're going to wake too many people up with shit like that. They're going to say, "Wait a minute, why? I like Robert F. Kennedy. He's not that bad. He's not crazy." And you're going to have some that, that are like in the middle, and they're going to say, "Wait a minute, why can't we just give this guy a chance to be heard? Is is his father was killed? His uncle was killed by the CIA? Maybe he's onto something here with these yeah. vaccines or anything else." But I don't know. I can't predict the future. I can only give my best guess. How about Donald Trump? I, I texted you this earlier. Um, let me find that truth that he uh, put out. Uh, I'll be doing CNN tomorrow night. This is uh, going to be Wednesday night, live from the great state of New Hampshire, because they are rightfully desperate to get those fantastic Trump ratings once again. They made me a deal I couldn't refuse. Could be the beginning of a new and vibrant CNN with no more fake news, or it could turn into a disaster for all, including me. Let's see what happens. Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Joe, any predictions? It could turn into a disaster for me. Honestly, honestly, I have to tune in. I really don't watch Trump speeches anymore live or anything like that. I really don't. But something like this, I'm DVRing it, and I actually might even turn tune in live. I, I have to see this. CNN, it's going to be interesting. Keep in mind, you, you haven't heard a guy do this he's he hasn't done it with an unfriendly um outlet mark has it been three years four years is this a town hall i i think yeah it's been like four or five years since he's been on cnn even any anyone even msnbc even when he does hannity he just calls in how often does he come in and yeah. sit down and, and it, it makes a difference believe me it makes a freaking difference this is going to be interesting i i, I hope Whoever still watches CNN tunes in. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find some new some information on this. Liz Cheney launches new ad in New Hampshire attacking Trump. Wow. So uh, this is going to be a forum. And the moderator is going to be Caitlin Collins, Joe, a younger a woman. Uh, White House correspondent, former White House correspondent, and now she's the host of that morning show, I believe, if they, unless they didn't cancel it, um, on CNN. And this is going to take place at uh, St. Anselm College in New Hampshire. So, hmm. interesting. It's, gonna, it's, it's better than anything you're going to see on TV that night, probably, I'm sure. Yeah, it's Trump's first appearance for a CNN interview since before he was elected president in 2016. There you go. You, you, this is going to be good. I, I wouldn't put it up there as like how I felt, how good I felt the Fetterman Oz debate was. Which, if you ever get a chance, watch our watch our take on the post debate analysis. Or yeah. so that, that's a very good one. But um, it's not going to be like that. But it, it, there could be fireworks here. This is this is the network covered for from, Joe Biden. I know. I love this quote from CNN, MSNBC's Chris Hayes. I find it very to give him a live platform, no matter how it is dressed up. MSNBC's Chris Hayes said in his show, which would directly compete with Trump on Wednesday. Why? Why aren't we allowed to talk? Why aren't people like us allowed to talk? Why isn't the former president of the United States allowed to talk or tweet for for years? Why? Why? Why can't? 
RFK Jr. with his ideas and his views, why can't they be brought out in a, in a debate and talked about? Why, why is it yeah. so dangerous for the democracy to hear this stuff? It's a great point. Great point. Uh, back to this close. Charles III crowned as Great Britain's new king. Long may he reign. Uh, Biden, we're not going to, we're not going to in, we're not going to increase the debt that every president has done for the last six million years here, never having done anything but that. That is a straight up bold faced lie. But I, I mean, does he? He can just say whatever. Apparently, I mean, they just don't care anymore. Uh, and that's all we have, Joe, for disclose. I mean, we're going, we're going back, going back to last Friday, and it's been quiet uh, since last Friday. Uh, so that's all we got. Uh, do you want to finish out the show here? Yes, I do. Okay. So, um, touching on good news over the weekend, one of our listeners and his wife welcomed their new baby girl to the world over the weekend. We like to congratulate Steeler fan Nick. I think that's what he likes to be called. Apparently, I don't know. Um, yes. If you remember, he was the one that emailed us about seeing John Fetterman at the mall. I believe it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, I'm not sure if the sight of John Fetterman is what sent his wife into labor or what it was, but we just like to congratulate uh, Steeler Nick, uh, Steeler Nick, and his uh, his wife on their beautiful, beautiful baby girl. Congratulations! Um, yes, and let's go to this day in history. So, 1754. If you're a fan of memes, the first newspaper cartoon in America showed a divided snake with join or die as a caption. And this was in the Pennsylvania Gazette. Like I said, Mark, could it be considered the first American meme? It's a great point. And also, sadly, on this day in 2020, we lost a legend. Um, Rock legend Little Richard died today at the age of 87. So he was known as one of the architects of rock and roll and his frenetic piano playing and up-tempo musical style played a key role in the formation of other musical genres. Mark, do you have anything else before we close out here? Have a Thank you for listening. Continue to share this out uh, with everyone. It's our job to get the, to get the gospel spread. Joe. Brett. All right. We'll be back. Hopefully, hopefully later in the week with another episode. Um, but in closing, here is one of Little Richard's songs, which, contrary to popular belief, is not about a cross-dresser or a tranny. Gonna tell 